Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Coming from California, here's Aaron Alvarado and David Stauffer. Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. It's been enough time. It, we've waited the standard amount of time to give a spoiler-filled review of Spider-Man Home Sweet Home, or No Way Home. Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Spider-Man Sweet Home Alabama. Joining me from Burbank, from our Brave Little Podcast studio in Burbank, it's Aaron Alvarado. Aaron, how you doing? Feeling pretty good. I saw Spider-Man. Uh, actually, I didn't feel good watching yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, you braved was... Omicron for Spider-Man, but you wouldn't for Paul Thomas Anderson. Tell me no, about this. No, I, I defeated Omicron to oh, watch you, Spider-Man. Oh, so. you defeated it. Yeah. You defeated it, it like Omicron. Can can we say was the Delta variant was like um, Jamie Fox in Amazing Spider Man two, but Omicron mm-hmm. was Jamie Fox in Spider Man No Way Home. It got a serious <laughs> yeah. glow up. Um, I mean that's the perfect analogy if I've ever heard one. That's <laughs> that's right on the money. Oh <laughs> uh, well, goes without saying. Spoilers. We will be spoiling Spider Man No Way Home. We've waited this long to talk about the biggest movie. On the planet? Ever. <laughs> it's it's, it's going, the biggest film in the history of movies. What is it? The third highest grossing at this point? It is. It is it's actually... Like I, insane. It's in the top five. It's very, very big. Uh, yeah. People keep... I mean, everyone's been crazy about this movie, and we're going we're gonna to break it down. We're going to go into all the nitty-gritty on spoilers. There's a lot to spoil. So generally with a movie of this magnitude, something this popular... And length. Like to, it's a three-hour movie. It is, it is really long. It's really long, and and honestly, two and a half hours of that is Peter Parker deciding whether or not to, to send the villains back to the universes they belong. We're going to break down that. The decision-making of, <laughs> of good old Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I have a lot of questions, a lot to say there. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I love to critique the decisions of high school-aged kids, you know. Uh, I like oh, to yeah. be super, you know, uh, judgmental there. Anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to spoil all of it. I was going to say, generally I mean, we like to come out with pods for movies like this right away because we know that it's hot, everyone's talking about it, but there's no way to talk about this movie without spoiling it. This is my final warning. We will be spoiling this movie. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, we have to. We have an obligation to our fans, to our friends, our, our family. They rely on us to, uh, to Kevin, talk about these Kevin movies. Feige, we are under yeah. contractual obligation to talk about it <laughs> for a certain amount of time. So while we will yeah, be also, can I just say like the first spoiler right off the bat? Yeah, the the title is a lie. There is a way home. Oh, and we do find that out. Oh my gosh! There's several ways home. Is there though? Yes. Is there really? For who? And and uh, define for everyone home. involved. Okay. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> I have a lot of questions actually about what home means yeah. at this point for a lot of these folks. Exactly. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into that. Um, so while I will be spoiling Spider-Man No Way Home, I won't be spoiling today's Wordle. So if you haven't done the Never. daily Wordle, okay, don't worry. I won't spoil it here, okay? But please <laughs> do the Wordle, we, okay? And then once you do, do it, Wordle podcast? send me There's your no grid. Send no me your grid a- immediately. <laughs> uh, I want to analyze how smart you are or uh, how maybe not smart uh but uh, are you doing Wordle, uh, Aaron? Are you a Wordle I tried boy? one. It was, I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. It's, it's a good time waster. But I'm thinking, can we, like, get on the cutting edge? We'll be the very first Wordle podcast. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, we know this game has staying power, so let's just jump on it now. Does it? Does, did words sure. with friends have staying power? <laughs> <laughs> did Scrabble have... Oh, no, yeah, Scrabble stayed. Scrabble, Scrabble does. Scrabble stuck around, yeah. It's yeah. been around for a long boggle? time. What about Boggle? Bo oh, yeah, Boggle. That Word was that replacing was Boggle. Huge in the Stauffer household. Uh, big fans of Boggle <laughs> growing up. <laughs> Gosh. Um, in, in Boggle, I, I don't think I've ever completed more than a four-letter word. Oh, never no. <laughs> I've never That's finished a game. Are you kidding me? I've never <laughs> finished a game of Boggle. Uh, never. That's why Wordle is great. You know, it's yes, quick perfect. and it's easy and there's colors and it's exciting. Five letters. You right? get to is share a thing afterwards. Um, <laughs> you get to brag. You get to brag. People are like, ooh, how'd you get it on the second line? Well, spoiler alert, because they cheated. Anyone that gets in the second mm -hmm. line, it's because they cheated and they looked it up. <laughs> so No doubt about that. Um the only right. way to win. <laughs> okay, this is as much as I'll talk about Wordle. I promise we're going to talk Spider-Man. Uh, Aaron, are you a fan of the Spider-Man franchise? Of all the of all the Marvel movies, I think Spider-Man is the one that I enjoy the most. Uh, unironically, I, I just think it's they nail the character for me. Um, I always have a good time in these movies. So yes, I will say that I am a fan. So are you talking about the MCU, like the Tom Holland ones, is the best, or are you talking about generally comic book movies, like since Tobey Maguire version? I would say generally since Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Tobey as Spider-Man, but those movies are great. I mean, they're yeah. fine. They're enjoyable. They really, like, ushered in the new age of enjoyable superhero movies. So, yeah, I'm a fan overall. So coming into No Way Home, did you have a favorite? Was there a clubhouse leader in terms of the greatest Spider-Man film? I would say the one that I enjoyed the most was the first Tom Holland Spider-Man. I don't know oh, the name of it. Yeah, Homecoming. Homecoming, exactly. I think that was the the one to this point where I enjoyed it the most. I just felt like they really nailed the character. Um, they restarted the franchise uh, in a fun way that I felt like really just um, made it more enjoyable than the past ones. So. And I thought Tom Holland was great as Spider-Man. I think really he's the driving factor in all this. I think he's my favorite Peter Parker by far. Tom Holland? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Whoa. We'll get to that. I do want to break down how this movie compares to the other Spider-Man movies. Also, how the Spider-Men compare to the other Spider-Men. We're, we're going to be mm -hmm. diving into that. But let's just talk generally No Way Home. There's obviously was a ton of hype. They've been trying to conceal... Uh, the secrets coming out of this movie. The trailer drops. Early. We know that there's a multiverse happening. Yeah, they had they had telegraphed as much. We knew that Doctor Strange's next film was the multiverse of madness. We'd seen elements of the multiverse in Loki, the TV show on uh, Disney Plus. Um, and quite frankly, my favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and that's the one that absolutely introduced this multiverse concept and did it so successfully with. The Spider Noir, voiced by mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage. You had Spider Ham, uh, voiced by the disgraced John Mulaney. Uh, you've got um, <laughs> Spider Gwen, Haley Steinfeld. You know, yeah. this was this was the first time all the Spider people got together. So yeah. we saw them do it successfully in animated version. Um, I, I think, I mean, for me, and yeah, like I said, Into the Spider Verse is far and away the greatest Spider-Man movie in my mind. It's the most comic booky. It's the most true to the character. I, I love everything about it. It's wonderful. Uh, a really an incredible feat. Um, with that being said, it was the testing ground for whether or not 
this multiverse of multiple spider people would work in the live action movie. So it was kind of a no brainer that this was going to happen. But leading up to this film, Tom Holland, as well as Andrew Garfield in any interview he was in for other, you know, promoting other films, anytime he was asked about uh, whether or not he was going to be in this movie, he would vehemently deny it. Absolutely not. I wish they would call. He even said like, man, if they called, that would be great. Like I would love to, but up to this point, he's like, there's been no phone calls. I'm not a part of it. I'm just a fan like the rest of you, you know, and look, the guy's, he's a professional actor. He's very good at it. Did you, um, I guess going in, knowing that there was going to be the villains from the multiverse, but a tight lid on whether or not we would see any other heroes. Did you go in having been spoiled or did you, did you expect even in the build up to the movie, were you like, yes, they're definitely in it for sure. Did you think they weren't going to be in it or where were you at in terms of prognostication? I think. I tried to avoid the spoilers, but we did get, we did get like an actual spoiler of all three of the Spider-Men on, on screen that we know was now like that was legitimately a What's real spo- spoiler. Which spoiler are you talking about? So one of the first drops was someone um, leaked a oh. uh, a scene of the three Spider-Men together. Um, okay, you're not I, talking I about recall. an actual material. You're talking about a leak that dropped <clears throat> yes but yeah, do you remember how exactly. that was covered up no i don't what did they say because well, i remember i shared an image of it and skylar yeah. um our, our good friend was quick to be like this is fake they've already they've already de- disney's already come out and debunked it this is photoshopped like this is not real and we made a bet by the way we actually made a bet mm-hmm. and i was like they're going to be in this movie and he said there's no way and of course, as usual, we do the signature thing in our text threads where we'll yes. si- literally sign a bet with a signature, the drawing tool. And yeah. uh, you can go ahead and guess how much money he has Venmoed me since I won the bet. <laughs> uh, Zero dollars. Uh, but that's how our bets go. A uh, bunch of unpaid. He's not a Lannister. That'll pay- he does not pay his debts. <laughs> Tell you that much. Uh, but look, this was my, th- my philosophy going in was you're bringing back Doc Ock. We hear the voice of Norman Osborn, so it stands to reason Willem Dafoe, even though they didn't show him in the trailer, which I'm so glad they didn't. We knew he was going to be in it, and probably other villains. They they alluded to them, uh, but we didn't know for sure exactly who would be included outside of Doc Ock and Norman Osborn. Now, in my mind, I thought, if you're doing multiverse and you're bringing the villains, you have to bring the heroes. If you can't get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to agree to be a part of this film, then you don't do the villains you don't exactly. do that, right? You just do a different concept, go in a different direction. But I just, in my mind, I thought they wouldn't risk the biggest letdown in the world by bringing in the multiverse of villains, but not those heroes. Everyone wanted to see the Spider-Man meme of the, the multiple Spider-Man <laughs> pointing at each other. And spoiler alert, of course, that's what we got. Now, I saw this twice within the first week it came out. I didn't see it opening night. I think I saw it like two or th- two nights it was Saturday, yeah. So when it came out on a Friday, I saw it on Saturday. So my theater was pretty hyped. Now, you saw a little later on. Was there a reaction in your theater at the reveal of... Oh, yeah. Okay. There so when we, got, when we got um, the introduction of the, spy, the multiple Spider-Men, there was uh, definitely a, a gasp in my theater. Mm-hmm. And there was someone actually out loud audibly said it's andrew garfield yeah yes <laughs> yeah i mean that's yeah doesn't get a bigger reaction than that like they went oh wow it's andrew garfield whoa 
<laughs> What's funny? So exact same. I had the exact same experience. Yeah. It was it was actually one girl who went. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, like really loud and long, and everyone like started laughing, but everyone was like shocked. But she was like, I couldn't tell if it was like sarcastic. I actually don't think it was, but uh, yeah, it was just Andrew Garfield. Like she was so thrilled. I can't. Tobey Maguire didn't get the same audible name check. No. Like, kind of felt bad for him. Um, also, he didn't come through wearing the Spidey suit. So maybe maybe he came through and people were like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. He blew it. They, they're like, why is the guy from Seabiscuit in this? Yeah, why is, <laughs> why is Nick Carraway from The Great Gatsby in this universe? <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think of other Tobey Maguire <laughs> movies. That's it. Seabiscuit, Great Gatsby, Spider-Man. That's it. All those done. Are, those are his three biggest movies. Cider House Rules? What's the one where they're in black and white? And they're, oh. What's the, uh, it's like a mixture of black and white and color. Oh, Pleasantville. Uh, Pleasantville. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I was not allowed to see Pleasantville <laughs> when I was a little kid. <laughs> you could only watch the black and white part. You could yeah, watch I could watch Die part. Hard, but I couldn't watch Pleasantville. I could, yeah, just the black and white portions. <laughs> just the Leave it to Beaver portions. Um <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself with the reveal of Spider-Man. I, I want to I do want to talk about this movie from a critical perspective because I actually did have mixed feelings on it, uh, and it was tricky. People asked me a lot that first week, especially that first week after it came out. Like, what did you think of it? How would you rate this movie? And the way I would describe it to people was, honestly, the I loved it. The first half, six out of ten. Oh, yeah. Second Music. half, I would honestly give a 9 or a 10 out of 10. I, I Actually, I'm, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 in the, in the second yeah. half. Uh, the the execution. Let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. Aunt, Aunt May was, she was dragging the movie down. And once they get rid of her, takes off like a rocket. <laughs> That's oh it, it's just, so, I mean, it's cold to say, but. Are you serious? Did you want Aunt May to go? Because that's <laughs> one of the things. I, I have questions written down. And one of them was, did Aunt May need to die? <laughs> Like she had to die. She had to die. What? Like at least <laughs> let her say with great power comes great responsibility. Um, <laughs> so we, we're going to get, so why did Aunt May die? Okay. There's a lot of people to blame for this. And honestly, the onus, I put it all on one person and one person alone. And that is Dr. Strange for being very bad at his job. Okay. Terrible. This is Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. Like, what are we talking <laughs> This guy doesn't even know how to do a proper tutorial before casting a spell. He doesn't know how to do a, hey, before I start, you know, moving my arms and, like, changing the space-time continuum, I'm just going to mm -hmm. walk you through the the ramifications for this choice, okay? Can, this we, is can we get the medical board to reject his doctor label? Oh, my gosh. Well, honestly, I expect Doctor Strange to pop in a Joe Rogan podcast like the next episode. <laughs> Just spew. He's, he has thoughts on COVID. Let's be honest. He's a worse doctor than Fauci. There's no doubt about that. He's worse at his job than Doctor Fauci. Could you imagine Doctor Strange being like, "Nah, there's no more. Co I cast a spell. There's no more COVID. It's done." And they're like, "No, people are still dying." He's like, "No, they're not. No, they're not." I cast hey, Doc, a spell. Remember when he told us we, we don't need to wear masks? He's like, nope, I never did that. As he's waving his hand around. He's waving his hand. His chin. <laughs> I never said don't wear masks. <laughs> it's just, he's just Jedi mind tricking people. <laughs> Which is funny because we actually don't know the extent of his powers. We don't know what's like. How we, could you? We have no clue no. what spells he can and can't do. 
Now, this yeah. is one of the issues with the film. Okay. Now, I talk about the first half being a 6 out of 10, the second half being a 10 out of 10. So that second half, obviously with the reveals, the multiverse stuff, the emotional beats of the characters, the humor, it all lands for me. It hits. That second half is it's crowd-pleasing in the best way. Um, it serves the story. It serves the narrative. It, it's really, really great stuff and executed at a wonderful level. The problem is leading up to it. Now, this movie is so good and so enjoyable and honestly will be one of the most rewatchable Spider-Man movies for sure. Um, is because it that second half really delivers on this premise and this setup. The problem is, is you really have to suspend disbelief to get to the point where it does matter. Oh, yeah. Now, that starts with the beginning. I've been railing on this for a while. This I The idea that MIT would reject Peter Parker. <sighs> Aaron, he brought back half of the universe from the <laughs> dead. Okay. He saved half of known life on Earth and other worlds. Okay. And MIT is like, needs more extracurriculars or, mm. or, or this, I'm led to believe that people loved Jake Gyllenhaal so much <laughs> that his alleged assassination at the hands of Peter Parker and the Tony Stark's, you know, tech, you know, people were so mad at him. It really is like a classic case of like, what have you done for me lately? Cause I feel like Peter should be, he should be shouting from the rooftops. Half of your loved ones would still be dead if it wasn't for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like. People, I saved half of all of life in this galaxy, okay? Sorry that things didn't work out with the pretend hero played by the very charismatic and likable Jake Gyllenhaal. Don't get me wrong. True. But I'm led to believe that MIT is like, mm, one of the Avengers? Mm, no. Exactly. Like, uh, Tony Stark's Tony Stark, <laughs> MIT's biggest booster. Biggest, you know, yes. he pays for everything. And like his son, basically, you know, his adopted son. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to let him in. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Bad press. We don't like the way that uh, that the Alex Jones uh, character is <laughs> talking about him. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to our dude, uh, J.K. Simmons, for doing it. A wonderful it. Alex Jones impression. InfoWars Absolutely impression. Nailed it. Really good. That's definitely in the good stuff. Um, back to the stuff that doesn't work out. Just the whole MIT stuff, him chasing him down. He's, he, he's wearing, it's all, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, like honestly, that stuff I felt like belonged in one of the earlier Spider-Man movies. Yeah, like the pre-Holland. It's pretty silly because that that was like really bad writing, really lazy, which is weird, uh, convoluted. Just didn't make a whole lot of sense. I um, I'm gonna I, throw yeah since since you say that MIT is you mentioned as a miss, I'm gonna throw John Favreau as a miss Kay. in this movie. I had that as well. Bad. Yes. Not good. Okay, Aaron. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. This was bad. This was bad. So John Favreau goes from directing the first two Iron Men, being his uh, his security sidekick, Happy Hogan, mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. in both those capacities. Now, as the as the MCU grew, they kind of had to assign teams, right? John Favreau's character was assigned to look after Spider Man. They're both in New York. You, right. you need some connection to Tony Stark with, and you can't always bring back Robert Downey Jr. for all the movies, so. You know, uh, get get John Favreau. The problem is, is John Favreau away from Tony Stark is not interesting. No. Now it was cute when he was doing the flirting stuff with Aunt May in the previous movies. Like that was fun, sure. But this movie starts with him having just broken up with an Aunt May that's about to Hilarious. die, and it's like he's crying. Like he really comes across like super weak and yes. like pathetic in a way that Beta I, male. I just yeah. 
Yeah. He's extremely beta. I mean, yeah. He was a real beta Auroric for sure. And <laughs> I <laughs> honestly, he like I, all we needed him for was his pad. His mm-hmm. like what was that in, in Long Island, the Hamptons, wherever that was? Some, sure, exactly. Somewhere yeah. far end of Queens. Uh <laughs> I don't know where that place was. I mean, outside, it looked like Miami. I don't know. But he was bad, dude. He was bad. He was yeah, bad. Yeah, honestly, this was like by far the weakest performance in the movie, I think. Yes. Um, he. I don't know what, what's going on with him, but he seems uninterested in the role. Uh, one of his weakest performances by far. Yes. Yeah, it just feels like he's mailing it in. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's got um, bigger fish to fry. I mean, he's... He's Mandalorian, so yes, I was going to say. Let him worry about show that. running the biggest TV show on <laughs> most streaming platforms. The only Star, the only Star Wars story that works. Oh, shots fired at <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Um, okay, I know we had talked about Doctor Strange, but we need to go a little more in depth here. Absolutely. So Peter Parker. Now I buy this. I do buy the motivation that he feels bad that his friends are being affected by his sure. identity. The problem is. They chose to do it with MIT not letting any of them in, and it's like, oh my gosh, stupid. this is so Convoluted. stupid. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can buy the motivation of like my my friends' lives have gotten demonstrably worse due to me, my totally. actions, my ident- identity. I want to undo that. I, I, I think that's great. That's a motivation that seems very genuine and real to me. So he goes to the wizard guy, uh, Doctor Strange. Who is in a bad mood? I feel like as soon as like <laughs> from the get go. From the get go, dude, he's, he's like one. he has no time for Peter Parker, no patience, um, and is like, okay, you want everyone to forget who you are? Sure, okay. Starts spinning his hands. Like I say, let's do a sit down, buddy. Let's just explain in depth. Hey, F, just by the way, you, this everyone's gonna forget. Okay, you're good with the, we're good. Okay, all right. Shake my hand, pinky promise, blood brothers. Do whatever it takes. Then do the spell. But make sure he understands, not halfway through casting it, but also mm-hmm. be a professional. Keep your eye on the ball. The spell got out of hand and you had to contain it. That's on you, dude. You should have been casting the spell to begin with. But like, I really will. I, I was struck. I walked away from this movie being like, Doctor Strange sucks at casting spells. <laughs> he also let a child trick him into getting like hung upside down in the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. Like dumb stuff, bud. Dumb. For a surgeon, that's like he went to eight oh, years yeah. of medical school or ten, whatever. Very dumb stuff from our sources. Did, did he opinion. get uh, his doctor at the same place that uh, Bill Cosby got his? Oh my god! <laughs> They're both doctors in that oh, sense. No. <laughs> oh no! Let's put it this way: If I'm going in for an emergency surgery and I see Doctor Strange putting on the gloves and the mask, I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on. I want a doctor that's going to walk me through what the procedure, I, <laughs> like explain to me what's going to happen. I don't want him to cut me open before I'm even under. Like, come on. I'd, I'd rather have one of those front lines of America doctors oh, no. that, were, that Trump rolled out. Oh, no. <laughs> the ones that believe in demons. Oh, no. oh at, least they, at, least they, at least those people have the mind to sit down and at least explain oh. the nonsense. <laughs> they wouldn't be tricked by a child. I'll just oh put it that way. <laughs> yes, they're not getting stuck in the Grand Canyon for 12 no. hours. Can, also, can I ask what the bit was about the interns cleaning up the, the so, house? Of the <laughs> So this is a classic. Something got left on the cutting room floor, and now we don't understand the context of the bit. <laughs> That's really Completely. what it was. 
because they're shoveling snow and I am look I'm no I am no expert in terms of spells and what's possible I'm almost certain that there's a spell that would take two <laughs> seconds to clean the freaking snow yeah, in the lobby yeah. what are we the, doing the spell is called central air I mean you could just turn the heater up my friend <laughs> what are they getting them shovel also what do the interns how do you get that intern get, what is the how do you where are they Makes so no many questions but it was yeah. weird and honestly made me feel a little uncomfortable because I don't think that's a paid internship. <laughs> so, yeah, don't love the exploiting of labor no. there when there are when it's just a spell away from fixing itself. Uh, also, is Doctor Strange like is he like super wealthy? Is that like one of his things? Is well, he like a Iron surgeon. Man? Yeah, I mean, if you saw the Doctor Strange movie, right? He dr- drives those well, fast he, cars. It's a nice car. Right. He I mean, lives like, on the West Side yeah, in that yeah. uh, incredible building. Right. So he must be. Must be, or unless that unless that building is rent controlled, which is also possible. Oh, he's yeah. really old. Like he's probably he might have got in uh, when New York had those rent control first oh, introduced. Got in at a sweet, sweet yeah. rent controlled rates. <laughs> he's been there since the 1930s. So yeah, maybe. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, so the spell goes wrong. There's a crack in the universe, and we get introduced to the baddies. We got Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Happy to see him. Mm-hmm. He's nice performing. Surprise. He's doing very great. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing. He did great. We get um, Willem Dafoe. <clears throat> the best. Absolutely the best. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the villains, it's not close. No. Alfred Molina did great. There's not a whole. But Willem Dafoe did was literally improve on his previous Norman Osborn performance and took it to the next level. Like, I mean, it, this. It, I can't even say he was so delightful. The minute I saw him shoveling the donuts into his pockets as quickly as possible when Aunt May turned around, I'm like, oh, he's doing work. Like, I love this. Like, he's this yeah. feeble old man, and you know that he's not. And even though I think in, in like, conceptually, this idea shouldn't have worked on me, but it absolutely did. And that was uh, his line when he says, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> oh, dude. My theater ate it up. I ate it up. I loved it. Yes. I love it. Usually that's hokey stuff when you bring in those memes, but it was like perfect. It was perfect. Uh, well, I, I just think like he he's such a special actor. And, and, yeah. You know, I almost didn't appreciate him as much in that original series. Oh, totally. Um, no, seriously. And now, I mean, the, the performance he gives in this movie is like, it could be the greatest performance um, in any of the MC mo- MCU movies. Like he's just on fire the entire time so yeah. i will say it's perfect he's perfect he is he is perfect i wish marvel and disney had the guts to bring back a true villain with james franco oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a surprise <laughs> that would have been a surprise oh my could you imagine gosh. if uh what's his name osborne um uh harry Harry Osborn comes back yeah. to do the most villainous thing of all, and that's opening open an acting school. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's <laughs> if Spider Man were to catch him, he wouldn't be catching Harry Osborn. He would just literally be catching James Franco. It's actually James <laughs> Franco in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine they had a whole bit where they're like, "You're behind bars for good, James." Well, I, I then, mean, well, the Harry. thing is, you could do the you could do a crossover with. Uh, 
What's his name is the Green Hornet. Oh, yeah, bring in uh, Seth Rogen. Buddy? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is the Green Hornet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Has to catch his old friend, James Franco. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, even though Seth said he was never going to work with him again. Uh, never. Anyway. They don't even talk anymore. They don't even talk anymore. They're best friends. Now, Can you believe that? Putting, away, putting aside James Franco's, um, you know, real-life troubles aside, yeah. he... His character would have made more sense to bring back than a couple of these others. Now, unquestionably, we yeah, talk about, no doubt about that. Willem Dafoe improving upon his past performance. It's a far cry from Jamie Foxx, who literally shows up and you can tell he's like, OK, I'm going to do this. But under these conditions and only these conditions, one, I am going to just be Jamie Foxx. I'm going to talk like Jamie Foxx. I'm going to walk like Jamie Foxx. I'm going to act like Jamie Foxx. I'm literally not going to do... Not only am I not going to do a character, I'm sure as heck not doing the character that I played in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And they were like, um... And he's like, I don't know, write in a line about how my hair is different. I don't care how you do it, but those are my... that That's the deal. He was doing Ray. He was doing Dude, Ray it's Charles. insane. He looks nothing like his character. They, they, it's so blatant that they had, they had to yeah. bring it up. Like they actually, they, they had a whole line about like you, you don't have the hair that I remember. Which I was like laughing. I'm like they, they have to do this because he looks that unbelievable. Well, yeah, he he played the part as uh, Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. So <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> he was not the. Uh... He's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's completely different performance. So, so take a look here. Whatever, I have a, I have a side by side photo here to really bring it home. Here, that's Perfect. the character. Perfect. Now, did you you didn't see Amazing Spider-Man two? Did you? Did not. Okay. So. He plays this janitor with a pocket protector and a comb over, and those glasses and those teeth. Mm-hmm. Look to the right. I, now, granted, I don't know how the multiverse stuff works, you know, when you travel dimensions, mm-hmm. but I don't think you get a glow up, you know? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, he literally did. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and he was like, oh, this is this new electricity feels good. It's like, yeah, but Hold does it up. give you a makeover? What are we doing? <laughs> like, the heck? I mean, he looks great, but like, oh, it's a, it it's was a just great choice. funny that Jamie Foxx was like, I did that nerd crap for you last time and I'm not doing it again. Never get. What was that uh, that movie where he played a a, a violinist who was oh, like down the soloist on his luck? with the Robert soloist exactly? Yeah. that's what he looks like. The soloist yeah. right there was Spider yes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a still from the soloist. He comes to the multiverse as a housed Jamie Foxx. Oh, no, <laughs> I thought that was one of those street Spider Man, the one you oh, take a photo with in Times Hollywood. <laughs> Times Square, oh, no. exactly. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, so it's funny to me that they they wanted him so bad, and honestly, it was like that or Franco. And they're like, "All right, we'll let Jamie be Jamie." Now yeah, the the next two villains. This is tough for both of these. <laughs> oh man, Slim the dinosaur Dickens. lizard guy, yeah. Reese Ifans, who's yeah. accomplished actor, very good actor. Um, wasn't a great bad guy to begin with. Uh, he comes from the first of the Andrew Garfield movies, which mm-hmm. I actually like. I do like the first Amazing Spider-Man. I don't think it's better than the first two Toby ones, and I don't think that it's better than the Tom Holland ones, but I do genuinely like it. The second Andrew Garfield uh, Amazing Spider-Man is not good. Um, and that's the one that Jamie Foxx is in. Uh, but the first one, Reese Ifans, I don't... Does he have a line in this movie? I think they give him... Like a couple? Well, I mean, he gets, he gets a couple lines as the croc, but not as the... The professor, or what it is, whatever it is, I don't. Know. 
Which I'm trying to think of the stable of bad guys they had to pick from. So I guess they could have grabbed Topher Grace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they so could have grabbed the Paul couldn't. Giamatti as the rhino. He's a rhinoceros uh, character. <laughs> Briefly in Wait, one which, of the, is that, oh yeah is that true that's true in, yes Paul Giamatti is the rhinoceros in the in the Andrew Garfield one I don't remember if it's the oh first or second God. one but he dies very quickly he's not in it for uh, very long if uh, I, if I remember correctly um, that I think would have been better and then poor Thomas Hayden Paul Church Giamatti. Thomas I, so I like Thomas Hayden Church. oh he's I a, great, he's actor. a great actor and yeah. and they they use the real Thomas Hayden Church for a, a split second and even then I don't yeah. even know if he actually showed up to set or if that's just like footage of him. That was his one one day. On but they, but yeah, the, mostly it's just his voice and his mm-hmm. character's motivations are really un. Like he just is like, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about Spider Man. I don't care about these other people. I'm not evil. I just want to go home. And so the whole time, it was tough for me to like calculate like why is he doing what he's doing. Every decision he makes, I'm wondering why. You know. Yeah, and I kind of understand that because if you have so many, I mean, you literally have six bad guys. It's a yeah. sinister stick, six sinister stick, six. So I mean, you you're stuck because you 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 need Doc Ock to yes. be like an eight out of ten yeah. because you have um, the Green Goblin as a ten out of ten. Right. So if you have like four other guys, they can't chew up screen time. Competing yeah. exactly, exactly. So you kind of do have to have those the the three or at least three that just fall in the background and that's basically what they did so because you're limited on time and it's just it gets redundant so you know i get it i get it now i will say leading up to the second half of the film it made me nervous just seeing that knowing that you know they can't really balance these out like you said you need a 10 out of 10 8 out of 10 i get that but then i wondered okay if toby and andrew garfield are going to be in this is this like I, I honestly I was expecting them to be in it at the very end to come in to save the day from their multiverses whatever have a quick action sequence and then they're out mm-hmm. I did not see this coming they're in half the movie basically they sure are and they're in it a lot to the point that I'm stunned that they got away with being on set that much and filming that much without more getting leaked um, without more like that's a big set there's a lot of people that's that had to have been a part of them being in you know in their spidey suits and on and on screen and so I, i'm amazed that they're in it as much i really thought it was going to be a quick um uh, triumphant moment at the end of the third act right the climax but not the case we get yeah, it no i think they handled that really well so. oh incredibly well <laughs> um they open the portal Andrew Garfield is the one they introduced first. Now, do you have any idea why you think they did it in the order they did it? It's a great question. I mean, my only guess would be that uh, that the younger audience that this movie obviously mm. caters to has more of a connection to Garfield as Spider-Man, even though they don't really because just just because of the fact that he's so recent, mm. whereas Peter, or whereas uh, what's his name, Tobey Maguire. I mean, he was Spider-Man in 2002. Yeah. That's literally 20 years ago at yeah. this point. So, <laughs> I mean, we remember him. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the kids probably don't have the connection with Tobey Maguire that they do with Andrew Garfield. Or the association, I should say. Not even connection. But, well, who knows, really? I mean, I, it could have just been that Tobey didn't want to be there. Well, that so this is my, my, my theory was this. Like, Andrew Garfield would be much easier to get for a couple of reasons. One... He never got his third Spider-Man film. They right. they cut it off because the second one wasn't a success, and they wanted to, you know, fresh blood for the MCU. Yeah, 
you know, Andrew Garfield's not exactly super young to be playing that. You know, he, he looked kind of old in the movies as it was. So it had a short shelf life. Yeah, yeah. But I could see the motivation for him getting involved. Obviously, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, he's an accomplished actor, you know, m- nominated multiple times for uh, Academy Awards. Very easily the greatest actor that's ever worn the Spider-Man suit. And maybe almost any superhero suit. I mean, he's like <laughs> very good at acting. Like, but clearly a better actor than Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. Now, Toby, it was apparently tough for them to get him to do Spider-Man 3. Like, he demanded $30 million. He really didn't want to wear the suit anymore. And he's he just doesn't make movies anymore. And right. he has all the money in the world. What's his motivation for getting involved? Like, they could back up the Brings truck, but, I mean, is that really it? And so I, I guess that's my theory, is that you start with Andrew Garfield and then introduce Toby in the order of, like, most likely to least likely to appear. But at, at either way, honestly, once you introduce one, there has to be the other. You're not getting Yeah, absolutely. And I, I got to feel like Toby... That making that third Spider-Man was obviously a mistake, on some yes. on like, yes. on a uh, artistic standpoint, the money probably was worth it. Obviously, thirty million, but there's got to be a bad taste in his mouth. I think uh, yeah, to, it's to, a great point for him to do that one. So I think that is the catalyst to get him to do a final like tie a bow on the character, never have to play it again, um, never be referenced again. Yeah, as Spider-Man, uh, this is the final shot, and he goes out on top. I what mean, a way I, to go out too. To Seriously, yeah. yeah. What a way to go out. Now, Sam Raimi actually talks openly about the trauma uh, of the reaction to Spider-Man 3. Like, he was genuinely hurt by it. Like, people, Mm -hmm. there was so much vitriol around it. Mm -hmm. Now, I was on a two-year mission in Illinois when it came out, so Mm -hmm. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it over a year and a half later. It was actually the very first movie, you know, for those two years, (laughs) you're you're not allowed to watch any movies. Didn't watch anything. But you did. No, I did not. I actually did not. I know. No, amazingly. I know. I actually look back. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't see anything. I really didn't. I was was a good boy. Um, But I came home, and that was the first one I was going to watch. Now, Spider-Man 2, uh, that Tobey Maguire one, to many people, is the greatest Spider-Man film. I mean, it's widely – I mean, it's very, very well regarded. I think it's better than the first one. Yeah, I do too. I I do too. It's I go I I used to go back and forth, but I think it's better. It's so good, and it hits emotional beats so good. And so, I don't know. In my mind, I just thought Sam Raimi back, bringing the whole the band back together. It was what could go wrong. Like even the worst version of this still would be a good movie, and I was wrong. I popped that thing in that DVD, and I I was just stunned at how like way off it was tonally, story wise, structure. It's like bizarre creatively. I don't know what exactly happened, if it was rushed in production or what happened. But I think you bring up a really good point. Tobey Maguire for him, this was, you know, well for Andrew, it was a completion of his character arc. Mm. For Toby, it was redemption. And boy, is he good. I, I think, I mean, he's not like a great actor generally. They are so good together in this in a way that yeah. like the chemistry between the three, I, I, I was, it was astounding to me how funny the react like them interacting with each other yep. obviously the reveal them talking but also the differences in personality because they're not the same peter parkers they're different people so they're going to behave differently act differently the funny stuff man like the, the bits land like tom holland talking about how he doesn't want to brag but He's an, a member of the Avengers, you know, and Tom <laughs> McGuire's like, the Avengers? Great. What's that? Like, <laughs> Andrew Garfield's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? Like, it's just all of that stuff is funny. I'm here for the, like, Andrew Garfield uh, at, offering to crack Tobey Maguire's back. 
and then he like funny. lifts him up and does that thing, which you know, uh, is is little things like that is so funny to me. Uh, just those little moments, them trying to talk about like hey, you're you're Peter one, Peter two, Peter three, the big triumphant moment they all swing together. Uh, is really was incredible. Like that, it, it it built up to that moment, and it honestly was earned and and delivered. It was sensational. Uh, they even had time to talk about how Toby's webs come out of his actually I out know. of his skin. That was that was awesome. I do do so. Do you remember before that the Spider Man movie came out, like how that was a controversy? Oh yeah, when it was first introduced, oh. like he wasn't gonna have. Yep. Yeah. The the webs gonna have this uh, web the shooters. Exactly. He had the organic web. Yep. Um, there was a huge controversy, which was ridiculous, but whatever. I love the fact that they reference in the movie. So, oh, you love it, love it. Um, now seeing all three of them together, and I'm I'm putting them up on on screen here. Um, there they are. Is inc- I mean, it was really awesome. The, the the uniqueness of each one of their uh, their suits, the different powers, but but also the different personalities. Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield clearly is the most vulnerable, sentimental, emotional, uh, and certainly emotionally available, and uh, kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. Like mm-hmm. there's literally a line in the film where he goes, "I love you guys," and they're like, <laughs> "Thanks," you know. Apparently ad libbed by Andrew. Uh, I almost uh, called him the most British, but Tom Holland is also British. So. Yeah, and you know, and Tobey Maguire should be British. Um, yeah, yeah. And the uh, name like Toby, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a British name I've ever heard of one. Uh, <laughs> Maguire's got to be Scottish, I think. It's uh, up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not McGuire, I guess, but. Um, Anyway, I'm still trying to think of a fourth Tobey Maguire movie. <laughs> yeah, other than Cider, What's his, Cider House Rules with uh, Charlize. I, that's it. That's I mean, the only critically acclaimed. Isn't but that funny? We're, we can't name yeah. Tobey Maguire movie. What did you know Tobey from before Spider Man? Uh, it's a great question. It's I don't insane. Know. I'm with you right now. I can't remember any Tobey movies. I am totally blanking. He was. He was. We knew who he was when he was cast as Spider Man. I was like, oh, Tobey Maguire. Yes. Right? It wasn't like exactly. it was a known. I, I wasn't, wasn't a Tom fan. Holland. I didn't, I actually didn't like the idea of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, a lot of people didn't. I mean, it's like Michael Keaton and Batman, you know. Um, oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what was I gonna, oh, Andrew Garfield. Now, you didn't see Amazing Spider-Man 2. I did not. So I you're not, not aware of his MJ, who's Gwen Stacy, played mm-hmm. by Emma Stone, who I guess he was dating in real life at the time. The ending of Amazing Spider-Man 2 has her falling down this kind of this elevator shaft in like mm-hmm. a um, a building under like a skyscraper under construction, if I remember correctly. And he jumps down the elevator, elevator shaft after her to save her before she hits the ground. And yeah. shockingly, he doesn't get there in time. She lands. She dies in his arms. And it's really tragic. And it's made all the more tragic because they don't make a next movie. And <laughs> obviously they thought they were going to make a third one and they didn't. And so there's a moment here, which I thought was incredible, so well executed. We have Zendaya's MJ, who falls down a similar looking shaft. As soon as I see her falling, I'm like, oh my goodness, they're gonna have redemption for Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. He gets to save this MJ. And it was honestly the best moment of the movie for me, because I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I actually think he's, his movies are definitely not the best Spider-Man movies. But he is the best Peter Parker and the best Spider-Man, in my opinion. And I think, and I believed that very strongly leading up to this movie, and I think this movie proved uh, that fact, because he, he, honestly, he's running in circles around Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, who are both great, and I, I think Tom Holland's does the whole boyish thing really well, very likable. He's great as Peter Parker. 
But Andrew Garfield is doing work in this man. Like he comes out just guns blazing. It seems like he is intent on just showing everyone like, hey, mm-hmm. whatever you thought about the movies, the Spider-Man movies I was in, I, I want you to walk away from this movie being like, all right, all right. Andrew Garfield's the best. Like he's the best. And or at was, least like he wasn't the problem. Like let's just acknowledge that. Yeah. Like, that's, his, that's what he's trying to say. Now, for I wasn't you, the problem was, with those movies. Did he stand out as much for you as he did for me? In comparison, um, you know, I mean, I I did see Amazing Spider-Man. I thought he was fine. Um, I'm not the biggest Andrew Garfield fan. But in this was. movie, though, do you think in he was running movie, la- like? Was he a standout? Me, uh, for me, it felt like he was trying to be. And I had a little bit of an issue with that. I thought he was. You thought he was a tryhard. He was a tryhard. He was chewing scenery like crazy. He was he trying. Was yeah, selling every line. Um, he was a little over the top for me in a way that I didn't appreciate versus. Willem Dafoe's uh, Green Goblin is over the top, uh, which I did. So, but he's fine. He's great. I think you can tell that he absolutely loves his character. He loves the, he loves everything about it, and and it comes through in his performance. I think, Um, so I can appreciate that. Interesting. Yeah, I maybe I'm in the back already for Andrew Garfield. I'm just a big fan of his. But well, you just really like Tick Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom is the best movie of the year. We did our top ten. It was my number one. Spoiler alert. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, actually. Um, (laughs) I won't be watching Tick Tick Boom. It's hard for me to watch Tick Tick Boom when I don't really care for rent. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if I'm gonna. It's I don't know if Tick Tick Boom Boom is gonna land. You know. Mm -mm. But. I should. I'm a fan of Andrew, so maybe I should. I should check it out. What do you think of Toby here? Toby's never been known as you know some crazy good actor, but I feel like his heart was. I mean, he seemed like you know he had a moment where he needed he needed to have tears well up. He talks about his uncle Ben, and the, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, did that stuff work for you? Was that too hokey? Yeah, yeah no, no. It totally. I think he totally um, he nailed it. And what I appreciated most, I think, was. The fact that he is the older, he's the elder statesman of the Spider-Man. Yeah. Like obviously, he's he's an old, he's the oldest of the actors, and he's playing Peter Parker at a different stage in his life, and I think it comes off that way. And and I think he, um, his approach and his execution was just, uh, it was excellent. So yeah, I have no complaints about Toby as Spider-Man. I thought he was great uh, for someone that clearly isn't in a lot of stuff and has no interest. Like I. I I, I was actually really surprised. Not that he was asked to do a ton, but it was like vintage. It just felt like a vintage Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker performance. And yeah, I was thrilled. Um, now, all of this is working well in the movie. In this last act, they're fight, They're defeating, you know, you got Norman Osborn. You still, still Aunt May is dead and she did not need to die if, <laughs> if Doctor Strange just knew how to freaking cast a spell without it going right. wire, then yeah. someone's aunt is still alive. Look, Doctor Strange, I hope that the next Doctor Strange movie, The Multiverse of Madness, is him having to reckon with how reckless his actions were in this movie. Um, He's got some work to do. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think so. I, I would watch that movie. Get the, can we get the therapist uh, character from Sopranos and just get her with... <laughs> Dr. Melfi. Yeah, now, that's Dr. a real Melfi doctor Dr. right Strange. there. I would, and make it like analyze this, you know, kind of... Yeah. yeah, with Robert De Niro. That's a movie I would watch. Um, so many references there Um, now I will say as exciting as this was in the third act with all three of the guys it's all triumphant I did have to stop and ask myself wait how many bad guys are down how many Mm -hmm. are to go and it was at that moment that Doc Ock arrives out of seemingly nowhere 
And I was reminded yeah. that he was fixed much earlier in the film. So and crazy. I yeah, want to know where he was this whole time because he wasn't evil. He wasn't waiting no. to strike. He came in to save the day. But I'm like, Doc, where have you been? <laughs> you have been on the good side for about 90 minutes now. Like, were you like, oh, I got I got there's like a hot dog joint. He likes like I'm on the Upper West Side that he just had to be like, hold on. Like, I'll, I'll get to the Statue of Liberty that they are putting the Captain America shield on inexplicably, which is, oh, my gosh, that's tough. Um, but, like, where was he? Do Did I miss something? Or was that a mystery I, to you? Uh, no, I think he actually was taking a nap. He, so. Yeah. I mean, it, he was it, napping somewhere. it had been an exhausting couple of days to, to, <laughs> to, 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 in his defense. There's no bed in that jail where they had him. No, no. The accommodations Although, were honestly pretty tough. Yeah. Now that I think about it, he it's doesn't a, ever stand. So he's kind of just floating forever. So I don't think he needs a bed. Yeah, that was technically a the, for-profit the prison just, that they were in, wasn't yeah. it? Like, that was, yeah, that was yeah. pretty tough. Yeah, you're right. So also... He can't really hide very well. Like, no. He's not walking down Fifth Ave in Manhattan without... Uh-uh. I guess he, uh-uh. he could walk around Times Square and no one would bat an eye. <laughs> 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 no one would even think twice. Um, but that was a weird... One of those things that's like, okay, we hope you don't stop and consider he coming in to save the day. Where has he been? You know, mm-hmm. I realize it's Actually- hard to have answers for these things. I think Doc Ock would like he would kill in an Amazon warehouse. Oh my god! With the can't... arms, the electronic, he doesn't need a break. I mean, he's like maybe he had a meeting with Bezos. He said he sat down with Bezos and said, "I." He, Bezos said, "I love those arms. I love, I love the arms. Show me I what love, those arms do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's in there. He's just moving boxes like crazy. <laughs> and you got Bezos just sitting there, just licking his chops, like, "Oh my gosh." We're going to be trillionaires again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, I, I want to know what he was doing. Was he learning TikTok? Because that's oh, the thing, too. It's been. not just a multiverse, yeah. but he has fast-forwarded 20 years into the future, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want to know. Is he chasing that? He's got a family he's probably wanting to check in with. But anyway, kind of weird. Also, Sandman, who's not a bad guy, also not a good guy. Stills in the mix, not really. He's, he's the ultimate centrist. I and think the, Sandman is. And then around the same time, we're reminded that Doctor Strange is still hanging upside down in the Grand Canyon somewhere in yeah. northern Arizona. And he comes through, you know, a little bit miffed um, at the boy, genius Peter Parker. And I'm thinking, you have no right to be miffed. All of this is your doing. Mm-hmm. Um, except uh, I, I, I didn't go over this point properly enough earlier. I know Peter Parker is young and dumb and in high school. And so being young and dumb in high school can cover a multitude of sins. Okay. I'm willing to allow that excuse to cover up all kinds of bad choices. However, when a bunch of evil known villains arrive in your universe from other universes where this is not their home, this is not where they belong. And you have an opportunity with the click of a button to just send them right back to where they belong. Come what may, you hit the button immediately. Hit the button. Right? Hit the button, Peter. Do you even stop for a second? Like, do you have a crisis of conscience? I don't even think it's bad to do that. I think that's right. Like, well, ultimately, I mean, they're going to face their own fate regardless. So it's like, 
And that's what Doctor Strange tells him. Like, he flat out tells him, if you send the Mac, they're still going to die. <laughs> it's like... Well, at that moment, so are you talking exactly about the end? You, or? Uh, so, basically, he says, he lays it out for them. They're, he says, you can't really change yes. their fate. Yes. If you send it back, whatever is going to happen to them, or whatever did happen to them, is going to happen to them. But it's, And it's so. not mean to do that. That's the universe they belonged. And you know the reason why they're in the position they're in? Their choices. Like, right. that, it's not like you're sending them to die cruelly. It's like, no, you're putting them in a position where we know their fate is death because of their evil villain choices. Now, they messed around and they found out. I, I think d- that's how the quote goes. So, yeah, that's it. That was <laughs> verbatim. So that was, to me, I was just like, I don't understand at all why you're hesitating or why you have this desire to keep them alive. Like, they all want you yeah. dead, except mm-hmm. Sandman, who doesn't know what he wants. But, like... I'm super confused by this. And I know that the, the Aunt May is selling the whole like redemption and I, I can get behind that second chances, but still the mechanics of this is are clear. They're not going to be able to stay in this world when all is said and done. So at True. the end of this film, Dr. Yeah. Strange comes down some voodoo magic and he's going to send everyone back. I, presumably. And then everyone else was going to forget who Peter Parker was, right? Like that's what was happening. I don't know if that was a part of the same spell or two simultaneous sure. spells. It's unclear to me. But Aaron, am I forgetting something here? But did everyone get sent back to die in their universes? Like Norman yeah, Osborn was the, got sent back. Doc Ock got sent exactly. back. But but nothing changes it, in the world they are going nothing, to, right? Nothing could change. That's the whole point. So it's Aunt like, May is dead. For no reason. <laughs> and they're still going <laughs> to no sa- suffer the same fate. He could have saved yes. so much trouble by just hitting the freaking button on that cube hit, thing or whatever. Hit the button. Exactly. What? I don't. It's baffling. Yeah. It is baffling. It is baffling. And I so I would say what else is baffling is you're right that Aunt May did believe in second chances, except when For it came to Happy. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan does not get a second chance. No, he was one and done. That was it. <laughs> she was like, I, that would have been great if she was just like Peter. There's redemption. People have second. Cho-. You know, if he's like, oh yeah, Aunt May. Does Happy get a second chance? She goes, okay, no, 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 hold, don't you do that to me. Not, not everyone. That man is, he is a problem. He is too needy. He gets one chance and he blew it. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, can I say, can I say my favorite, actually, my underrated favorite moment in the movie? When you get uh, Daredevil's cameo, Daredevil cameo in the very beginning, uh, Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil yeah. in, the, in the Marvel uh, Netflix TV show. Has a small cameo in the very beginning. So you watched Daredevil on Netflix? I did. I liked it. I never watched it. Never seen it. I don't oh, know who wow, that guy really? is. No. Oh, okay. In fact, the, my theater cheers when he oh. shows up. And I honestly thought they were cheering at the idea of a blind lawyer. You know, just like accessibility. <laughs> like we were cheering representation on screen. It's like he's, well, he's, it's also, he's secured counsel. He's the metaphor. Justice is blind. That's, yeah. so that's what they were cheering on. <laughs> And then he catches the brick, and I'm like, mm, that seems not believable. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure that's possible. Yeah. It, so I'm actually doing a Daredevil rewatch at the moment. And on the it, Netflix or so the Ben Affleck? It's on Netflix. It's oh, on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I do like the Ben Affleck Daredevil, no, too. Jennifer like Garner? Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Really good stuff. <laughs> um, but it's funny to see, because it came out in 2015, it's funny to see how that series was like the introduction of, like, um, almost like the 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 character comic book character movie TV shows like growing up basically, uh, where they're trying to 
trying to veer away from like the pure cartoonishness of the pre the old days when they made mm. comic book movies um, like they don't even go into his backstory because Daredevil's backstory is ridiculous it's very stupid yes and so he does they don't even go into oh it I love all, that so. yeah which is awesome so the Netflix they, show they there's no backstory on how he got he's just Zero. already Daredevil yeah he's just he's just Daredevil oh that's great they do go into his past like in season two a little bit but there's no explanation of how he becomes Daredevil wow. which I love it's great Wow, um, but yeah, so that actor Charlie Cox is he's he's also British by the way, um, oh, but gosh. he's yeah he he plays a great Daredevil so yeah, it was nice to see him in the movie. Yeah, my little brother had to explain to me he could see the confusion on my and he was like stunned. I think he thought I'd seen Daredevil on Netflix because he was like, yeah, it's Daredevil. I was like, that's Daredevil. I'm like the, at first I'm like <laughs> that's Affleck. not Ben. <laughs> that's Ben Affleck. That's not Ben. I'm, I know did, Ben. This is not Ben. <laughs> did you? So did you end up listening to the Ben Affleck on uh, Bill Simmons interview? I did. This is a great interview. It's really, really good. He opens up to Um, Bill. Uh, He does. I didn't see the Howard Stern one, which they recapped in Bill's interview quite a bit. I I missed that one. Um, But so uh, Ben says like he one of his great regrets was the execution of that Daredevil movie. Oh, yeah. Because he loved the character. And he said uh, it was I mean, that movie came out in 2003. So, again, not a great time for comic book movies. Um, and he, he mentions that uh, Kevin Feige was uh, on the part of the creative team and he just didn't have the clout that he had oh, or that wow. he has later on. So, Wow, uh, Feige had been a part of it that long. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And he said if only he they had known uh, that the person to fix the movie was already a part of the team and maybe like let him make some decisions, it could have been a good movie. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Wow. Not a good movie, but I like it. Well... Um, look, those are most of my thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm I'm curious. I mean, I I guess I'm ending there on not being totally clear on what exactly happens to all those bad guys. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, presumably, they're changed in their hearts, but that doesn't affect their fates, which is mm-hmm. death. Um, presumably, for most of them. Um, now, do you think this is the last time we see Tom Holland in his own Spider-Man film? Well, I mean, I, I would have said yes before the movie came out. I mean, uh, or like initially when the movie came out. But we've seen what the box office the movie has done. It was insane numbers. Did you, do you have the numbers? I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's, I want to say it's over 600 million worldwide. It's insane. I mean, that's crazy. That's, those are crazy, crazy numbers. Um, yeah, pulling this up now. So yeah, Domestic I think, is 705. There you go. Exactly. Aaron, International is 926 for a whopping total of $1.6 billion. <laughs> that is in a pandemic. Yeah. Those numbers are yeah. insane outside of a pandemic. This is doesn't make any Doesn't make any sense. People is are it, clearly it, I mean, going to see it two, three, four times. I mean, that's what's yes. happening. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think we, we will see another Tom Holland Spider-Man. Um, but he's going to get a major payday. Oh, I'm yeah. assuming. I'm assuming it's going to take a lot of money to get him back in that No, but suit. the question is, is, is there... It, no, this movie ends in this kind of bittersweet note. He got what he wanted in terms of, you know, the burden of his friends and loved ones knowing who he is is now gone. But now he doesn't have the person that he loves. All those memories mm-hmm. with his best friend and his girlfriend, that's yeah. all time like all that trap that trip abroad gone wrong with jake gyllenhaal homecoming all the stuff with michael <laughs> keaton all of that is gone uh, those memories are, are, are toast so how bringing i think we see tom holland certainly in other mcu films as spider-man there's no doubt they'll do another avengers film you know yeah he'll be in it the, but he'll pop up in some of the other ones 
But my question so, is, is how do you do yeah. another standalone with Tom Holland without having to go back and figure out how he's going to win back uh, MJ again or convince her that they know each other? Or do you think that they just leave those characters be? We don't. Uh, I think that'll a probably. Star. Yeah, she's huge. She's a huge star. Um, I think what's going to happen. So the speculation is that uh, there's a line in the movie where uh, where Ned says to, spy, uh, to to Peter that he would never betray him or something like that. I don't know if you recall the line, but he says, "I would never do that to you. Or I would never." Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Because his character, because they they tease that he's he's got magic abilities, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and in, I guess in the comics, his friend Ned does betray him and becomes like a nemesis. So apparently, I'm not completely up on all mm. the Spider-Man lore yet. I'm getting there, mm. um, and that's like a whole different topic. But I'm I'm like diving into it now, and apparently, like he's he could become one of Spider-Man's villains, and and the impetus would be that he doesn't now he doesn't know Peter Parker. Oh, so it's more he's believable. able to now, yeah. Yes, he's able to now be a villain and not go against his word because uh, he says and he intimates that he would never do that to him. Um, no matter what, they would never be enemies or something. I can't even remember the line. Well, for, but, Ned's, yeah. for Ned's sake, I hope he gets his magic training from Tilda Swinton and not from mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch, who has no business teaching how anyone how to cast spells. No. What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> take that doctor's license. Um, <laughs> it's revoked. Put, take, revoke the license and get him on Rogan. Um, so <laughs> uh, well, um, I, it's no surprise Spider-Man movie is breaking box office records. The first one with Tobey Maguire bo- broke box office records as well as the second yep. one. This is, you know, it, it shouldn't be surprising. But I don't think anyone saw this level of success. No, I don't think anyone saw it, especially in a pandemic, breaking the records that it's breaking. Well, we know one person that saw it, first foretold it, and that was Paul Thomas Anderson. Because, do you remember what he said no. before the movie came out? He, he basically said, we're all waiting for Spider-Man to come out to save us. And, oh my and talking about his box office uh, he knew. for Licorice Pizza. He knew. Like he, knew, he flat out knew. He was probably on set. It was going to be huge. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude's wow. a genius. Yes, he is. Uh, you have yet to see Licorice Pizza. I mean, I'm waiting till I can not yeah. get a, catch a disease while I'm in the theater. Yeah, yeah to watch ideally. It, so. Yeah, you might not. You might be waiting for the rest of your life. Yes. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna show up like dressed like a Mysterio with a fishbowl on my head. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, maybe that's that'll the keep perfect me safe. cosplay. <laughs> that way, you can be protected without being yeah. made fun of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I might just have a uh, a team of drones surrounding me. I'm in there as well. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, when you do see licorice pizza, when you can safely see it, of course, uh, that'll certainly be, well, I don't know if it'll be our next pod, depending on when you see it, but potentially our next pod. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know you're a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan, bigger than me. Yeah. And I had it as my number two film of the year, uh, 2021. So I'm excited to talk about that with you, but I think that's Thomas Anderson is is the name of it. What is (laughs) Pod Thomas Anderson? Pod Thomas Anderson. Perfect. perfect. I think we already did. We already did an episode did. It that. feels like we did. It feels like we we that were into the pod two on the nose. for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, honestly, I don't even know what's next on the slate of what's coming out. Uh, is there like is there a movie you're excited for that's coming out anytime soon? Because we're uh, in the, the dreary months of... This is the dog day. Oh, there's, uh, there is something coming out. Let me just think. 
Um, I just had it in my head and I draw and I I lost it. There's but like it's something coming out. Ne- I want to say there's something coming out next month that I, or this oh, this uh, month. Oh, this month. Oh, I don't know. March March is when things get good. That's the Batman. There's something coming out soon that I really wanted to see. Oh, is Batman coming out in March? Really? Yeah, it's March, and they oh, haven't wow. moved it yet. There's been a lot of articles like, are they going to move it? Are they going to move it? And and uh, Warner's is saying, no, we're holding strong. We'll oh, see. The new Jackass movie. That's what it is. Oh, which the they delayed multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Man, that was what looks a hilarious. Like, what a phenomenon. If we're looking at that, one, yeah. Well, Scream did. I have not seen the movie. Scream, the new Scream. No, it's done very well at the box office, no. and it got really good reviews. I not going to be seeing it, but no. we won't be. We won't be doing a pot on. Well, it. too scary. It's too scary. Yeah, we don't do horror films here. It's it's frightening Never. stuff. Uh, movies weren't meant to scare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. I'm just looking at the release schedule here. Yeah, okay, that's Johnny Knoxville, February fourth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Johnny Knoxville, Andy Milanakis, <laughs> Andy Milanakis. Oh my gosh, uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, oh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg in the Uncharted movie. Which that's the one. Okay, so Uncharted is the other one. We do we really think that that series is gonna take off? No, for Tom Holland. No, we don't. No, we no because we're it's gonna be tough for us to see him and not see Spider Man. Yes, exactly. I mean a lot of these actors that play these iconic hero, superheroes. The game is pretty fun. People Uncharted love the, the game. game a beloved is, game. Yeah, a little a little too easy for me, but sure. what do I know? It's not meant to be difficult, but you always play in rookie yeah. mode. You never play all Madden. Um, <laughs> uh, Actually, but, I did just bump it. I have been playing Madden as a matter of fact. Really? And I bumped it up to uh, All Pro. I'm terrible. Oh, it's impossible. Five interceptions. It's impossible. A game. It's impossible. All you're going to be doing is kicking sixty yarder, sixty yard field goals and missing. And do you play as the Cowboys? I well, what I do is a, I do a fantasy draft. Oh, of course. But yes, yeah. I, after last week's game, you're going to want to reinvamp that roster. Oh, I, yeah. I, I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. I would have faith in none of those skill positions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say that I'm, I'm I'm getting all my smack talk out now before we get absolutely walloped by the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, he has a thing about San Francisco he is going to slice and dice us up as good as our front seven is he's going to carve us up and it's going to be tough and that's fine he I can already see like he might throw five touchdowns he's the best player in the league right now I mean that's it is what it is as much as he's a liar as a human he's a liar COVID toe his COVID toe doesn't even matter no he is quote-unquote immunized um Mm -hmm. which is not at all true uh, but as a thing he said <laughs> that he was immunized thinking that he was you know playing a game of semantics but it's like nope that's just lying what you're doing is lying um, but he's going to throw five touchdowns on Sunday and he's going to beat my mm-hmm. beloved 49ers unfortunately and that is what it is um, but uh, yeah anyway I think that's it that's all I got go Spidey um, we'll see. yeah I think ultimately this is a great way to wrap up the even if if this, if this is the last Tom Holland as Spider Man full movie, this is a great way to go out. So. Oh no, kidding! We'll see him again. A movie can't make this Certainly. much money without them bringing yeah. him back. We'll see him again. But you're right. If this was a swan song, it's a pretty great one. Doesn't get better than this. Pretty I don't great think. one. So, all right. Well, Aaron, thanks for braving COVID to see this phenomenon of a film that everyone is seeing apparently multiple times, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, 
to talk Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. Yeah. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And And, uh, what's that other actor's name? Oh, I can't think. Bam Margera. Bam Margera. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Bam is not in He's not in this one. No. No. They weren't able to secure Bam. Bam has been excommunicated. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Poor Bam. My Can goodness. they get Bam's dad in it? That would Oof. be hilarious if they. Oh man! Or his what's mom? His, what's his dad's name again? Uh, uh, Steve. Well, his no. mom's name is April. His okay. dad's name is. Uh... We had a magnet of his dad on my refrigerator. Grow. I don't what is know his dad's why. name. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh, I can't believe I'm not remembering. Anyway. Uh, damn it! Bam has fallen on some hard times. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's falling on some hard times. What was uh, uh, Uncle Vito? Is that oh Uncle Vito? You're, his name is yeah. Phil Margera. You're thinking of Uncle Phil. Vito, which is also yes. who I'm thinking of, and that's yes. the magnet. Was Uncle Vito? That's hilarious. <laughs> Uncle was Vito was, was a problem. <laughs> oh Uncle, boy, Uncle Vito. Um, a real problem. There's a reason why we haven't seen Uncle Vito in front of a TV camera. Four years. Well, I mean, number one reason is he's dead. Yep, but... <laughs> that's certainly that's certainly a big part of it. Not the entire story, but a big part no. of it. No, no. Did he, was it a heart attack? Is that yeah? It had oh, to. Oh, I don't know. It had to. I been. think it was uh, COVID. Would have got him, him anyway. They took him out behind the shed and, and just put him out of his misery. Yeah, no. COVID kit was coming for the Uncle Vito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay. Well, we'll be back with that. I look forward to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll be seeing that in three D. I'm X. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts. 